Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we are continuing with our Advent reading, looking at John 1, 1 through 18. But before we dive in, a quick reminder that new guided journals for 2024 are available on Amazon. So if more screen time is the last thing you need, we've got you covered. This year's journals, or should I say 2024's journals, have even more additional commentary and resources to aid you in your study of God's Word without a screen. So be sure to check those out. But all of that said, as all month long, we are having young adults and their leaders on the podcast. Today, I'm here with the one and only, I mean, the legend, T.A., Hey, Emma. Wow. Thank you, you. You loved that, that intro, didn't uh, you? Not that much, but it was great. <laughs> he, he, you're looking at me like, what in the world is she saying? That's great. Uh, good to see you. Hey, it's it's good to have you back. It's been like a year and a half. It's been too long. It, too long. You know, I, I believe I was, you I was when you starting say that. to wonder. I was starting to wonder. <laughs> well, um, T.A., I've got three Christmas questions for you, okay? okay? Number one, Christmas music before or after Thanksgiving? So I feel comfortable starting to listen to Christmas music the week of Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah, so I would say that the weekend before Thanksgiving is an appropriate start. I time. begin to transition towards Christmas. That's when we put our tree up is oh, the weekend do. before Thanksgiving. Okay. And so that's when music have, feels within bounds. Do you have Thanksgiving dinner at your house? No, we always go to family. Oh, so then it's like the decorations aren't competing. That's correct. That's, all right, I yep. love that for you guys. Yeah. Favorite family Christmas tradition? Um. Well, a couple. So now when I go to my in-laws, we always go around on Christmas Eve and we share a verse of from the past year of what something God has really given to you over the last year that's really meaningful. Mm -hmm. Growing up, because I'm half Palestinian, anytime we would go on Christmas Day, we would go to be with extended families. So we would get a great mixture of like American food and Arabic food cool. on Christmas, which was amazing. That's, so, that's sweet. And then uh, my favorite question to ask guests lately, uh, what is your favorite present that as a kid you just really wanted this gift and when Santa brought it or mom and dad or grandparents got it for you, you were just overjoyed. Oh, that's tough. You can I, tell a lot about a person. I by will their say that when I think back on my childhood, I remember two different pairs of shoes that I got. One was a pair of Jordans, like when Jordan was still playing. And then the other was a pair of Andre Agassi tennis shoes, which were pretty awesome. That's that's epic. Yeah, thank I love that you. for you. Do you still have them? I don't. That was, that was a long time ago. That's, you hate to see it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> These days you can get some new Jordans. That's it's, true. They're they're everywhere now. Yeah. Well, on that note, I can't, I can't think of a better way <laughs> to start talking about John 1 uh, in the spirit of awkward transitions, TA. Let's mm. just jump right that's in. Good. And I'm going to have you, would you just set up the text for us? What are we looking at? Yeah, so we're looking at um, John's gospel, and uh, the the word believe is used about 84 times in the book of John, and it's because the purpose of John is that people would believe in Jesus. And so, if you think about who's writing, John was one of three people that were closest to Jesus. He was, J Jesus nicknamed him and his brother the Sons of Thunder, which means they were really tight. Uh, John was the guy that Jesus entrusted his mom to when he was going to be crucified. 
So John and Jesus were very close, and John is writing this gospel so that people would believe. And so you get John chapter 1, which is, it's, it's probably the most lengthy passage in your Bible just on the person of Jesus. Mm. I mean, it is so rich. And uh, I absolutely love it. It's it is such a sweet Christmas text. Da, how do you think John one informs our understanding of the Trinity? Yeah, what what's great is right from the beginning, um, John points to the deity of Christ. He says, "In the beginning was the Word," and that is a reference to Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word mm-hmm. was God. God. So, what's amazing is that. Verses 1 through 5 of chapter 1 mirror verses 1 through 5 of Genesis chapter 1. So you have Genesis 1, which starts in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then chapter 1 of John starts in the beginning was the word. And so what this does is it places the eternal son of God, who we know took on flesh in the person of Jesus, it, 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 it connects the person of Jesus with the the beginning of creation. Hmm. I love it. Uh, T.A., when you look at this text, what just, what's, I guess one way to ask this question would be, what stands out? But I think what I, I really want to know is, why do you love this text? I know you've, you've studied it well. Uh, what about it resonates with your heart? Yeah, there's, there's a few things. Um, one is I think it just gives such a more full picture of the eternal Son of God who we know as Jesus. When we think about when we take a, think about Jesus, we just think about his 33 years mm-hmm. and we we kind of our tendency is to crop out eternity from from the person of Jesus. And so what it does is it just creates more of a full picture that that the the son of the eternal son of god was the agent of creation mm-hmm. that's why in colossians 1 paul says that all things were created by him and for him talking about mm-hmm. jesus and i don't know that we think of jesus in those terms yeah. which is amazing so i th- i think somebody could look at this text uh, and i've been there and we've been around church for a while and say like, yeah in the beginning was the word the word was with god the word was god what does it actually mean for the word to be god because that feels like very figuratively. Like. Yeah. So the people, there are a lot of possible interpretations of why John refers to Jesus as the Word. Some mm-hmm. people point to what the Stoics believed when they thought of the Word. The Word was an impersonal. It was the impersonal, rational principle that was responsible for the existence of everything. Mm. So. It could be that John's writing and is like, hey, that really, that impersonal, mysterious force that you credit with the existence of everything, no, he has a name, and his name is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Most one likely, That's one option. Really, I think what's happening, when you think about who's going to be reading this, you know, I think that the foundation is the Old Testament, where the Word of God is the... It's the self-expression of God. It's how God reveals His mm-hmm. His power. It's how He how He heals. And so, you know, a word. If you think about what a word is, it's a thought expressed. And I think that the the point is is that Jesus 
is the greatest communication from God to humanity. He is God's greatest expression of himself to humanity mm-hmm. because it was God taking on flesh. It's not just an aspect of God. It is God himself sure. making himself known to us. I love it, T.A. Let's keep moving. I know you were really excited to talk about verse 12. Why verse 12? Yeah, I think I think it's amazing because it, it gives us correct theology. I think that there's this interesting theological belief out in the world that everyone in the world is a child of God, and that's not true. Hmm. Uh, the reality— Say that again. That, that was, I don't want people to miss this. Yeah, I think there is an incorrect belief that everyone in the world is somehow child a God. child of God. Hmm. That's not true. Uh, John tells us in verse 12, but to all who did receive him, that's Jesus— who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children mm-hmm. of God. And so that is very, very clarifying. That, it, that That's the gospel. The gospel is that we were enemies of God, and Jesus has done something to make it possible for us to become children of God. I love it. And, and uh, verse 14, why is that significant so regarding ver- verse 12? Verse 14 is the most important verse in the entire book of John. The rest of the book of John exists to unpack verse 14, which says, And the Word became flesh. There's Christmas right there. Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That word dwelt, it means to tabernacle among us. And so it connects the tabernacle in the Old Testament. It connects the temple. It connects Revelation 21 where the dwelling place of God is with man. You see this theme of God tabernacling with his people throughout Scripture. And it says, we have seen his glory. Most likely when John is writing this, he's thinking of Exodus 33, where Moses asks God, show me your glory. Please show me your glory. And God says, I will make all my goodness pass before you. So what is glory? It's, it is the revealed goodness of God. And that's what we see throughout the book of John in the person of Jesus. And uh, Jesus has come full of two things, grace and truth, which is amazing. So the reason I love this verse is that it reminds me, I love that word beheld, or we have seen his glory. That's a big thing for me. You know, Tozier uh, makes this distinction between glancing or gazing. And, you know, glancing is just kind of a quick glance at Jesus. And that's our tendency in a very fast-paced, highly distracting world. A quick check the box. Yeah. And yet the joy is found in gazing upon Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's sitting with him until we see him and we behold all of his goodness. And we get to experience his grace, his unearned, undeserved favor, and we find truth in him. I love it, T.A. Thank you for being here. We're out of time. I wish we could keep talking. (laughs) Thanks for having me. I'm glad to have you. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.